Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to a new episode of Greatest Kicks of Your Life. Uh, I'm one half of your team, Alexander Payne, the other half, Jordan McLaughlin. That's right, yes sir. Just came back from a trip on the East Coast. Uh, we finally got to have dinner together. <laughs> we had tiramisu. Right. Hey, nah, it was a it was a good link up, man. It was it was nice to finally meet you in person and get to know you and you know, just figure out where we're where we're trying to bring this thing uh full circle, this podcast, uh, you know, and our passion for kicks. So it was uh, it was a pleasure to meet you and I'm happy to keep this thing rolling. Me too, me too. Uh, this is a special episode. We're actually going to break away from what we have been doing so far, which is we count down 100 greatest basketball kicks of your life. Uh, recently, uh, there was a horrible news, the passing of Virgil Abloh. He's 41 years old, passed away. Um, this is a huge, huge since, since shockwaves through the sneaker world, the hype beast world, just fashion world in general, just, you know, He's, uh, I want to say first and foremost, he's a father of two children and a husband, and that's what matters most. Those two are probably his greatest creations of all time. For sure. But we're going to go beyond that, and we're going to talk about the man himself, uh, a little bit of his background, and then we're going to get into the sneakers. We're going to go into his off-white collaboration with Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, we could talk about off-white, the design itself, maybe another episode or his other more expensive sneakers, but we're going to talk about just the Nike ones today. Um, but before we even get there, I, you got a recent pickup. I saw you sent me a photo. Uh, what were those? Again? You got the, yeah, you know, team early. I had to uh, yeah. jump on my all time favorite kicks, like ever, like ever in the history of sneakers, the cool gray 11s. I believe they come out on December 11th or the 12th. And, uh, when I got back from the road trip, I got the cool gray 11s in the mail. So team early. <laughs> yeah. I would say this, this is about. You about seven days early, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, better early than late. Yeah, I had to look at the calendar. I was like, whoa, okay, all right. Somebody's got a direct line to Santa here. All right. That's yeah, cool. yeah. I had to get Santa on line one and have him put them elves to work and get those over to me. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys make sure you check out Jordan and you see those because those are like – those are nice, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. Those are shoes. Do you wear yeah. them? I do wear them. So I've actually, I plan on banking about three or four pairs of them uh, just to Whoa. sit on them and, yeah. and just to have a couple on ice, rock some here, maybe might even hoop in a pair, honestly. Like, you know, who knows? We'll okay. See. Like play in game in them. In game in them. Oh my God. You're crazy. <laughs> you're cra- I mean, this is, you know, for me, I'm like three. I was like, oh, he's going to resell. I'm thinking poor my mindset right I'm like, I'm, I'm keeping all of them. I'm oh. keeping all of them. All of them. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he got money. That's one of those. Where you go, oh, oh. <laughs> he's gonna play all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So make sure you follow Jordan. Check those out. Uh, it's McLaughlin 11, right? Yep. All platforms. It's McLaughlin 11. Yeah. And you check out, see what he's wearing on court. Cool, great. Hey, tag them. Let them know. Hey, I heard you on the podcast. I see you're going to wear these. For sure. Um, 
So yeah, let's get into Virgil Abloh. Uh, let me ask you, what's the first time you ever heard of Virgil? So the first time I heard of Virgil was probably his his off white collaborations, like when he hit the scene with starting with off white and and creating the Jordan ones. That's when I really like kind of figured out who he was. Um, when, when I started doing the research, uh, once we found out we were talking about him, I I never knew he was with Kanye. And wow. we're, we're going to talk about more with, you know, the whole Watch the Throne uh, album. I had yeah. I had no clue he was, uh, you know, that involved with, you know, those type of artists and, and world figures. Um, so it was it was news to me to kind of read up on that. That's how I first heard about him. That definitely that's how I know him way older than you was when I first heard about Virgil <laughs> was from Kanye because Kanye always is dropping people. He's like, yeah, me, you know, I was with Virgil. Uh, Virgil, I'm like, who the fuck is Virgil? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm with Virgil when I was with Don C. And you're like, oh, okay. yeah. you start figuring out who these people are. And then they start coming out with collaborations. You go, mm-hmm. Virgil, Virgil, Virgil. I hear that name a lot. Right. Virgil. Yeah. At first, I thought it was a white guy with glasses. Like, I figured, <laughs> like, I was like, Virgil, that doesn't sound like. And then you saw him, and then the collaboration came out, and it was amazing. But you talk mm-hmm. about Virgil Abloh, uh, of course. Um, University of Wisconsin civil engineering grad, and I think we can definitely see the civil engineering design in a lot of his uh, a lot of his shoes for sure. Yeah. You can see the the industrious design in them. Um, he linked up with Kanye when he was twenty two. Um, this is a little bit into his background, but it's like in 07, he met up with Kim Jones, who's a fashion designer. Kim Jones is man. I, he's not uh, a lady. I thought it was at first, too. Um, but Kim Jones was a designer, and uh, he now is at Louis Vuitton. But this was one thing I thought which was uh, very interesting was Virgil cites this guy as, like, his big influence. And he thought the guy, Kim Jones, was the epitome of high fashion and streetwear, and he taught him everything. And Virgil went so far as to sleep on the man's couch in, like, his workplace. That's crazy. Just, just to learn. Right. You know? But that, that's dedication, though. Like that story right there reminds me of uh, I don't know if you, how familiar you are with the Jeremy Lin situation. But remember Jeremy Lin when he was uh, with New York and he was on those 10 day contracts and the whole insanity thing was going on. He was on the couch of his teammate. Uh, I believe his name was Landry Fields. Yeah, Landry. Yeah. He was sleeping on his couch while all that was going down where he was, you know, dropping wow. game winners and 20 points, 10 assists, whatever numbers he was doing but he was sleeping on his teammates couch at that time and that just kind of goes to show you like the dedication of you know some of these um athletes and artists and world figures like they'll do whatever it takes and that's that's maybe probably the most important thing about this is realizing that like you know people like virgil jeremy lynn it's like you know it is not a solo effort it does take a village to make these things happen and you Mm -hmm. know you know, while we are celebrating this man, we're celebrating, you know, the people around him. Kanye West even bringing him into light. Right. Like, hey, I'm dope, but you got to see this guy, <laughs> Virgil, too, you know? Yeah. Um. So before Virgil became the the, the, the guy in streetwear and luxury, um, he was being mentored in 07, and he was both, uh, you know, uh, uh, working with Kanye. And at the same time, I believe, this is when Kanye had went on his sabbatical and he had gotten a little bit of trouble with Taylor Swift. Him and Virgil interned at Fendi. 
And so this is Kanye West, one of the biggest recording artists in the world, who's going, no, I'm going to be an intern. <laughs> I mean... Who would have thought? <laughs> does that happen with, like, professional athletes where you go, like, you know what? I'm going to go back and be a student of the game. I'm going to go to, like, does it ever happen with you? Does that ever happen? That's never happened with me. Like, the only thing that I could imagine of, so I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I've worked for Nike, but that was in college. So, like, you have the ambition and the dream of, you know, becoming a professional athlete. But for me, having the resources that I had at USC and being able to connect with people to, you know, get a summer job, uh, you know, that's not something that's that normally happens with somebody trying to, you know, reach the NBA. Like they're like, oh, I got to focus on this. I got to like I got to strictly focus on this. And so for me, it was like, you know, to build my resume, like I'm not I don't want to be only known as a hooper. Like I want to be known as for many other things uh, besides just being a hooper. And so for me to get my, you know, feet wet in the, you know, the business world, like being like a, a so-called, I guess, a normal human, you know, having a nine to five, like I was working that summer, I'd have, you know, half shifts and full shifts and just kind of understanding and, and knowing how the, you know, business world works and having a nine to five. Does that motivate you when you go back or when you go like, all right, I'm so I'm working on my dream, but I don't want to just be doing this. Yeah, yeah, it, it for sure motivated me. Like, I mean, having a nine to five is tough. It is, it is tough, and you know, waking up and you having to clock in and clock out. Whereas, you know, I get for me, I'm blessed. I get to hoop for a living, like, yeah. and, and make a lot of money, and I'm I'm blessed to be able to do that and thankful. So, um, it definitely kind of brought a perspective to my eyes. Uh, but you know, the the ball stops bouncing at some point, and so uh, for me to be able to have you know that on my resume that you know I did work a nine to five at Nike and you know understood how how that works, it, uh, it's only gonna you know prepare me for once I'm done playing basketball. So Virgil and Kanye at this point, I think this is one of the interviews where Kanye goes off and he says, "I brought the leather Fendi pants. <laughs> I brought it. I brought the leather jogging pants to Fendi six years ago, and right. now I see everybody wearing." So <laughs> at this time, this is where we're at. And then at the same time, he's also designing um, the cover of Jesus. And I don't know if you, if you remember, it was like the I think it was the last CD I ever bought. That's mm. how. That's that's how far back that goes. But it was, it was just a clear plastic cover with a red thing on it. Yeah, the red tag. Virgil designed that, which is basically you can kind of see a little you bit. You can like, see it now. Yeah, now that you now that you say that, you could be like that has Virgil written all over. It. A thousand percent. And you can yeah. see it even with the sneakers. And at this point, after that, he goes into watch the throne direction. And how do you feel about that? And how that cover looked because that was that cover is dope like the right? all gold with everything on it i think it's dope and not to only mention that album was it was great like jay and kanye going back and forth bar for bar on that that album with different songs i i think the whole collab on it is fire i think i agree with you too and i found out that he worked with ricardo tici who is obviously very famous because he's got his own sock sneaker now mm-hmm. um and it's interesting because that he was working with other people around him who would eventually go to work for Nike. I think Kim Jones went on to do his own shoot for Nike. Ricardo Tici, I think he did one for Nike. I think he also did one for Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one where Cardi B goes, I like the one that looks like socks. Yeah, yeah, classic <laughs> Cardi. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, he's basically instrumental for the way that a lot of concerts still do their well, set design, obviously mm -hmm. with Kanye, but uh, it was also Virgil as well. And he's also instrumental for the way the merch is laid out. Um, and it's still done that way today. And you can see that influence all the way up from Kanye to now into Travis Scott. Um, if you look at a lot of the Watch the Throne merch, and you see it like um, I think you can even buy some of it now. It's much cheaper to get than it was back then. Um, it actually looks like it influences a lot of Travis Scott's uh, stuff. Um, so we're gonna fast forward, and we're gonna—that's the back. That's the bare background of this guy. Obviously, there's a lot of work in between then. Um, so Off White, 2014. He's designed it for guys like Theopolis London. Theopolis London. If you guys don't know who that is. Kanye basically, Kanye and Pharrell had kind of inspired these like kind of mini clones or other artists that were like kind of like them, which was like Theopolis, Lupe, where it was like they weren't, didn't quite have the commercial appeal to them, but they were still very cool black art, uh, cool black artists. And so in the middle of this success, right, after Off White, uh, there's Virgil, Arnie Duncan, Don C. And they do something that's very important. And right before we get into the shoes, they do this wonderful thing. It's called an RSVP gallery, and they give back to Chicago youth. And I saw recently on your Instagram, you did something like this <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. So I actually, uh, you know, shout out to the Timberwolves and, and Youth Prize. Uh, we worked with Youth Prize and uh, me and my fiance, Anissa, we were able to do a, a giveaway to a couple of the families that work with Youth Prize and Youth Prizes. You know, their goal is to kind of, you know, bring attention to the community, uh, the inequalities and the, you know, the uneven um, kind of playing ground there is in the community for, you know, um, low income families and and black kids and families as well. So. Uh, it was great for us to partner with Youth Prize and, you know, be able to give back to the community and recognize everything that they're doing on such a high level for the community of Minnesota. And that's basically the same thing that Virgil said too, similar on the lines of where he was like coming from Southside Chicago. There's no way I couldn't go back and help, especially if, you know, people had helped you and let you sleep on their couch while you're trying to be head designer Louis Vuitton. You can't help but think, <laughs> how can I help someone else down the line? And right. I think an important part of him too is that yes he made sneakers but he also gave and now we're going to fast forward 2017 Virgil's most impressive and productive year the Nike collaboration the 10 collection mm -hmm. uh, the swoosh altering iterations toast to the fashion world the shoes are now $10,000 and climbing <laughs> never going to go down um, <laughs> I've looked multiple times just to see if I was like, you know what, it's never going to get any cheaper. Right. Let, let's start with the number one. I think the OG, the 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 first one up the collaboration, it's the Air Jordan. You actually own a pair. You own the UNC pair, not the first. Wait, you wait. You own the Chicago's too, right? I own yeah, the Chicago's and the and the UNC's actually. I was. <laughs> I was able to grab those as well. I wasn't early, but you know, I was able to get them at a at a reasonable price. All right, so tell me about this shoe. Tell me about when it first came on your radar, when you first saw it, and mm -hmm. how did you get it, or did you get it off of stuff? Whatever, just, just please. A magician never reveals a secret, man. You know, you know that, especially with the plug. You can't give up the plug. But 
uh, I mean, I was just able to look out on them. I was able to shoot a text one way and the sneakers came another way. So I'll, I'll say that. But uh, once I got them in hand, it's they're, they're even better in hand. Like having the blue ones and the and the Chicago ones as well. The design on them is is dope. The details on them are crazy. Like the little extra stitching uh, within the sneakers are, are fire. And even also having the ability to change the laces, like with the UNC ones, you have the white ones, you have the blue laces, and then you have the, the orange laces. Like, it's just so unique to be able to change the those colorway on the shoelaces and the shoes still, like, not have any type of drop-off. Like, you know, yeah. there are some sneakers where you may change the, sh- the, the color of the shoelaces or whatever the case is. And it's just it's just not as fire as the ones that it came with. So to be able to change the laces, even with the Chicago ones, you have the white laces, black laces, orange, and then even the green ones. And it's just the shoe is still able to pop with all those colorways. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hate on you. I'm gonna hate, <laughs> I'm gonna hate right now. I'm, I'm gonna just take a moment and be like, you know what? I just. <laughs> I don't know what to say other than like you like the, the magician comes one way and they come another way and it's like well they're not coming my way Jordan that's the whole like, you got you got you got to find the right magician man you you looking for the wrong magician you see what this is this is this feels like one of those quests that they lead to like a riddle where it's like what is green but never in between you're like I just want to choose I don't need right. Um, I have looked at these shoes mm. and I've actually, you know how this is how this is. I'm a, the desperate story I'm going to go with. I will wear my nicest clothes. I wear a suit and I will go to flight club and I'll walk around and be like, hey, do you have these um, Air Jordan ones? Yeah, I heard about these. And I put them on just to make it look like I'm going to buy something really expensive or I can afford it. Because you know, you walk <laughs> in the flight club and they think you broke everything. Right, right. They keep an eye on you and be like, yeah. oh, he's not buying nothing. <laughs> They're like, all right, I'm going to need to hold your ID and your social before you can try this shoe on. You're like, I'm not going to run out the door with one shoe. But I guess some people have done that. So right. I have tried, I have looked at these shoes a lot, multiple times. And I've researched them. So obviously the Chicago, the OGs, the ones, the whole entire shoes or the collection, it's a part of the collection called the 10. Mm-hmm. And I uh, learned that um, just by going to Fight Club enough times. And the first five were called the cut and sew aesthetics, which is what you're talking about with the stitching and everything. And the second five were the the uh, the ghosting, which is we'll get into a little bit later. But like the Air Jordan 1 is such a beautiful shoe, the, the off-white version, because he deconstructed the shoe. Right. We talk a lot about uh, sneakers, and we talk a lot about you know putting your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. And when you see the shoe, especially in hand or on someone's feet, it's like you can actually see the the stitching on it. You right. can see like the tongue of it is cut open, mm-hmm. and it almost takes you into the process of like, oh, this is what Virgil did. He probably took an actual <sighs> one and he cut it up. And he, he like looked through it and was like, all right, what do I want to add? What do I not want to add? And he probably laid it all flat on a table and started to look at it. Mm-hmm. And I just love this sneaker because this is the first time I've ever been put in the mind of a designer. Whereas before you get a finished product. But with Virgil, this is a very finished but unfinished product. Right. Yeah. Um, the swoosh is like off of the shoe. 
And that's what I was wondering. I was like, you've had yours for a while. Does the swoosh start to come off? Does the stitching come loose? Like, Nah, so the swoosh is still intact. So the one thing, so I don't, I don't lace them all the way up. And so I don't know if you've seen, but the, the flaps on yeah, the top, uh, like towards the top of the shoe. Yeah. First of all, on the inside of the flap is written 85, which, you know, you know, the significance of that. Yeah. Um, and so that if you don't, uh, if you don't tie your shoes up uh, uh, all the way up, the flaps kind of like, you know, become like where they just flap out. But okay. even then, the, the, it's, it's still fire. Like it doesn't it doesn't take away from the shoe at all. Um, it's still, you know, if anything, it might sometimes increases, you know, kind of the look of the shoe. Let me ask you this. OK, so I, I remember when the shoes first came out. Do you keep the zip tie on? You have to. The shoe is the, the shoe is not off white without the zip tie. So I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. But I do remember when these shoes first came out, people were like, "I'm not keeping the zip tie on." And right. I remember they were saying they weren't keeping the zip tie on because of uh, it'll scratch the paint. Any worries about that at all? As a man who has these, there's absolutely zero worry about that. Like. If if you have any pair of off white shoe and you have the zip the shoe listen the shoe is not off white if you don't keep that zip tie on if you right. don't have one elder I'll say elderly person that could be from any age range of let's say forty plus yeah if you don't have someone say why do you have a a, a tag on your shoe still yeah. like if you don't get that uh, comment while you're wearing some off whites you you're not doing it right so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I seen this. I've seen these shoes twice, maybe three times out in public. One time at the airport, guy had the zip tie on the shoe, and a lady went up to him and was like, "You know, you're you're you're, you're the tag still on your shoe for sure." He did yeah. his job. He did his job for the day. <laughs> and the second time was an older guy, and he took the zip tie off. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. I feel like any off white, you gotta have the zip tie. And on the zip tie, it says off white. And the make of the model of the shoe, right? Yeah, so it, it says a I forget exactly. My off whites are back home in Cali, but yeah, it says like off white the year, and then a couple other little letters. Yeah, so I mean, this shoe is is I mean amazing. Um, the toe box is exposed, mm. so I mean, it gets a probably for you it gets a little dirty. Like you can't obviously can't wear it in the rain, right? Um, it looks unfinished. It looks deconstructed. Uh, it's like a prototype. Um, the stitching on the side, I think, I want to say, I'm not 100% sure. I think on the um, on the Chicago's, the it's, it's orange or is it black? Uh, black with orange mm-hmm. and then like a, a tiny piece of blue. And a tiny piece of blue, yeah. that's what I'm missing. Yeah, that where it's like, it looks like you can see it just being laid out. Um, of course, the coolest thing, the tongue, it's got the Nike Air tilted to the side. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man has thought about every inch of the shoe. The shoelaces say shoelaces, quote right. marks. Right. As and a, a And um, another thing with the tongue, the tongue too, like you were saying, how he deconstructed everything. So, and, and when you were saying like him taking apart the shoe and putting it together, that kind of actually like, that put a picture perspective in my mind. The tongue is actually, so say like you have an airbag and the airbag kind of pops. The tongue is a little bit more thicker with just like some cushioning as if he, you know, unstitched the shoe and just left it there. Yes. And that's another part of the shoe that's actually dope. 
I think for me, my favorite part is the air written on the side. Mm -hmm. And I kept looking up why does it say air on the side or shoelaces or anything like that. And they said when he was taking apart the shoe or whatever, Nike said there's an air unit in it. And he was like, well, you can't see it. So he just wrote a hair on the side. <laughs> just to let you know, there's air in here. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. As a comedian, that was funny. That yeah. was where And he put quotations around it. Right. Another thing, too, he had to put the quotations on the air. And I think it's on the shoelaces, too, right? Yeah, yep, shoelaces. So I'm like, that's just hilarious. Come on, Virgil. <laughs> um, uh, also, and on the on the other side, it has the Beaverton, the lo uh, the address of Nike. Mm -hmm. So it looks like even that's what you would put at the bottom of a sketch or something right. like that to say like all right send these off to this i think in the i haven't again so i haven't been able to see the box of all i know you have the box i've only been able to look at it online and mm -hmm. it's a reverse box right mm -hmm. yeah so i believe the box was brown and then on the i think on the top if i remember correctly it says like swoosh and in quotations yeah. and uh, is the design on it is just crazy, and then the for the UNC ones, it was kind of dope. So it kind of has like a zigzag cutout through the top of the box, and then you could kind of oh. lift it up, and it's like clear see through, and you could kind of you could see the light blue and the white ones just sitting there. It's it's really dope. So the UNC version, I I, I have I have not put on my suit to go to Flight Club to try them on. <laughs> But I know just from the one you can see it in the case in the you know or not the case you can when it used to be able to touch it the UNC mm -hmm. version is a little bit different because it came a little bit beefed up and that there was a, me a mesh on the top of the toe box so I think it doesn't stain as easily and I think they added a little bit more mesh for durability and like I think the one thing that's really cool about the Chicago ones is. Um, on one side of the shoe, it it's it's a uh, it is full leather, and on the other side, I don't know what it is. It's like felt or something. Uh, it, it looks like a Frankenstein Jordan. Yeah, it's, it's a different material. I, I mean, I wish I would have had them here. That would have been dope, and we could have you know uh, showed all the details on it and stuff. Uh, but it did have a different type of feel, and it's kind of like not see through, but it's just like a not glass but it just shows like you could kind of just see through the material that's on top of you know the side of the shoe and i think the for me i like the the, the chicago's a lot more but i could mm. see when looking at the blue and white ones why that would be someone else's favorite shoe because even just adding the mesh as another layer of like a design of like you're saying like you're looking through right the entire process of the shoe uh let me ask you what is your favorite of the two of the two um uh, i would say just because of the vibrant colors i like the 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 unc's because I, I switched out my white laces for the orange laces to give it even more of a pop yeah and it just to me those ones sit better with me but the the the, the chicago's go well with with anything you know red black and white you can't go wrong with those colors that's why i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh my god if there's a magician out there, please find me. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to see if I can slide you my yeah. magician's number. <laughs> please, let there be a magician in there for me. I believe in magic. Um, have you ever played in these shoes? Nah, nah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I ever could, ever would. Uh, the shoe, to me, is just, it should be left off the hardwood and just, you know, given to the streets, wear them in the streets. How often do you wear them? When you wear them, do people comment on them 
Yeah, I usually get a comment or two like, oh, I wish I would have got those or I needed those or you get, you know, some people like pointing at them, looking at them. You're like, yeah, I'm wearing them. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, I would I would say I wear them occasionally if I if I'm going somewhere where, you know, I my big thing I hate is seeing someone wearing the same shoes as me. Yes. So that's like my biggest pet. It was me too. Yeah. So if I know I'm going somewhere with, you know, a, pe- a lot of people that wear sneakers or don't wear sneakers and it's a kind of a big event, I may I may throw them on and show out. All right. Let's say all-star game. You're playing an all-star game. Would yeah. you wear whites on court? If I had two pairs, I would. Okay. If all right. I had two pairs, I would. One to, one to rock off the court and one to, you know, do whatever I want on the court, I, I would. Mr. Magician, please, let's, get, let's make this happen. Everyone start voting. Send another pair. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to the next shoe in the collection. This is the Nike Off-White Blazer Mid. This is a part of the 10. This is still a part of the deconstruction of the shoe. Um, we haven't talked about blazers just yet, but we'll get into that in a later episode. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, you know, a high school sneaker type of thing, you know, skateboard sneaker, but yeah. how do you feel about this sneaker? I mean, they're still very popular today. Yeah. Now, actually last year I probably bought a, a low pair of, you know, regular blazers, just all black, just cause it's a, it's a smooth and classic shoe. Like you can wear it as a dress shoe. You can wear it as a, a everyday shoe and, and they're pretty comfortable as well. I like them as far as for Virgil's, uh, blazer i kind of like how the swoosh is you know over exaggerated on the side that yes. to me that part is dope and then you could see the orange tab on the side of this one as well um going back to that deconstruction um phase and then of course you gotta have the zip tie gotta have the zip tie and that's one thing with this where i was like <clears throat> i think the obviously the coolest part of the shoe is is the swoosh mm-hmm. but it's not coming off of the shoe it's like glued into the shoe because mm-hmm. you can't okay right yeah and, and it doesn't it's not just on the you know like the side part of the shoe like something normally is it goes into the sole yeah of the, of the shoe and then comes back to the to the side part which i think is dope and you can see the indent on the shoe mm-hmm. and that's what are like in the sole where you go right like, how the hell did he do that? That's kind of the, for me what's the most impressive thing about this shoe mm-hmm. is I'm like, how did he do that? And not only how did he do that, how did he think of that? You know, right. was that done in a sketch was that done in, you know, how, was what was the process of that when he's taking apart the shoe? Mm-hmm. And other than that, I mean, it's a pretty uh, uh, simple blazer. I mean, it features suede. Um, it has, uh, I think it's, I think the sole, I think the the Nike, the the Nike swoosh, because it wraps around the back. I think it's glued. I'm mm. pretty sure it's glued. I haven't, I haven't, I try. I remember trying to think like I read about this because it's a Nike off white book. I'm not 100. percent So if you comment on this, you know what? Comment on this and let right. me know if it's glued or not. That's even better. Right. Way so that way I can get it right. Um, do you have this shoe? I don't have this one. I don't have a blazer. Like I said, I liked it, but it wasn't enough for me to, you know, hit the magician and, and try and grab a pair. So I passed on these, but they're dope shoe. They're dope shoe. I, if I had to, would you cop the shoe now? No, which are just still, you're kind of like, eh, lukewarm on it. I'm still like, I'm, I'm okay. I could do okay without them. 
So I feel the same way. I mean, this might be the easiest if I could get an off-white sneaker, but like this might be the easiest one to get. But my favorite um, when I first saw them was the Hollow's Eve one, the uh, orange ones. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a that's a beautiful sneaker. And I'm like, if there's a magician out there for me, if you can't get the Chicago's, well, that, this is always a good second option. For right. Me. Yeah. I like the I like the black version of these, the black with the white. Oh, you like the black version? Yeah, yeah. The black one's cool. Not a fan of the white and uh, black ones, but the black ones are are fine with me. I'm a I fan of those ones. ones. Uh, maybe because I like fall. It's my favorite season. It's just something about you know, you know. I don't want to get emotional on here or anything like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, the blazer is a beautiful shoe. Obviously, keep the tag. Also, the Nike Air thing inverted on the side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also again part of the deconstructed. Um, and they're going to move on to the next shoe, which is the Nike Off-White Air Max 90. And everyone knows how I feel about Air Max 90s or just Air Maxes in general. So I'm going to say, what do you think, as a fan of Air Maxes, of what he did with this sneaker? So I thought I, it's pretty cool to me just because, you know, Air Max, you would think you think when you think of Air Max, you think of just the classic shoe. But yeah. with him deconstructing it, throwing the line on it, and again mm-hmm. having the orange tab with it and zip tie as well. But again, the cushioning you could see along the inside of the shoe and also on the tongue. I think that's like the dopest part of of the shoes. Yeah, for me, it's the translucent sole. It's the um, it's the uh, the black little lines that look like tape, like as if he was trying to put elements of the shoe together. And he put mm-hmm. that. I mean, just the idea of like putting that line there, it mm-hmm. makes it look even more like industrial, even right. more like a prototype. And this is what I'm gonna be honest. This was the first shoe where I saw the 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 zip uh, tie on it. Mm-hmm. And I finally understood it. What do you oh, mean by that? So, like, the other two shoes, when I saw it, I was like, why the hell is there a zip tie on it? Mm-hmm. And then when I saw this shoe, and I saw it next to the uh, – I don't know what it is about the construction of the shoe. I saw it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder if the zip tie is supposed to double as, like, another way. Like, it kind of looks like another Nike sign mm-hmm. that kind of hangs off of it. Like, Okay. I don't know if this makes any sense. This is just me again. I can see it. I can see it. You're, but not, I, you're not wrong. Yeah, I only saw it on this shoe. Every other shoe, I couldn't see it, mm-hmm. and maybe because I'm so like I'm I'm looking at the exaggerated Nike signs on the other shoes so much. But when you get to this shoe, the uh, Air Max ninety, um, the reason I think maybe I didn't see it is because this one is just kind of a regular uh, stitching. I mean, mm-hmm. the stitching is on the outside; you can see it, and it looks kind of like skeletal, like ribs for it. But it's not so pronounced like the other two, where it's mm-hmm. coming off the shoe, and my eye wasn't so directed to that, but this was the first time I really looked at it and was like, huh, okay, I kind of see what he's doing with the zip tie. And this is where I first started to think, like, this guy's an artist. Right. This guy's on another. He's doing something different. Different, for yeah. sure. That's when I was like, and I still, not a fan of Air Max 90s, but <laughs> I look at the shoe and I go, this is a beautiful shoe. This is, this is a guy who's getting me to appreciate things that I don't even like, per se. But yeah. that's what a real artist is. Right, for sure. Would you cop or drop if you could do it now? Still wouldn't. Really? You know what it is? For me, it's like, if I don't like the shoe, then this shoe needs to find the right home. The person who really does like the shoe. Respect. Needs to- Respect. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you got you know people out there trying to buy them and then resell them. That's it's yeah, just, it's a it, cold game, cold game. It's just gonna sit there for me. Just let me get the zip tie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one, part of the ten again. This is part of the deconstructed uh, Nike Air Max. No, this is the Air Presto. The mm -hmm. Nike Off White Air Presto. It's a part of the ten. Um, first off, how do you feel about Prestos? Prestos, Prestos at one point were, was run, running the world. Like yeah. everybody was buying Prestos. Yeah. Uh, I had the black pair and a white pair, the right. just the original versions. I was able to cop the black Prestos, uh, the all black Prestos, not the black with the kind of cream or off white color, you could say. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they're dope. Again, you know, you got the whole deconstruction on the shoe. You got the the side of the strap that says air. Mm -hmm. um, you got the the like fluttering over the, the toe of the shoe uh, mm -hmm. where it's like excess uh, material over the toe of the shoe uh, in, by the shoe box. And then you have the thick uh, tongue as well. Uh, and to me, that's, that's still my favorite part of the shoe. And uh, the Nike swoosh sign towards the side as well. Mm -hmm. And of course the zip tie. So I'm a fan of this shoe and I was able to get the, the black Prestos. And you still have them? Still have them, yes. Yeah, I thought this one was a little bit interesting too because he put the swoosh, he put it even higher up on the shoe, but it's right. also kind of hidden. Mm -hmm. And also, I thought it was kind of cool that the stitching on the toe box is out and like very pronounced, right? To the point where it looks like you know, if I'm wearing my hoodie inside out or something like that, <laughs> you see that, yeah, you see it, yeah, yeah. And also, it just to me, like when I first saw the stitching, I was like, this reminds me less, less of a Nike Air Presto and like an Air Moccasin. I don't know why. <laughs> it's like, you know, moccasins have that. Yeah, yeah. Moccasins are comfortable, though. I like moccasins. I know. <laughs> These are supposed to be some of the uh, probably, if not the most comfortable Nikes that I always hear about are the mm -hmm. Air Prestos. Um, I personally think Hirachi is the most comfortable yeah. uh, sneaker. But, I mean, I think this is a wonderful shoe. Um, I think this is a perfect shoe that if you could invert the uh, laces or, you know, change the laces. Right gotta do the green yeah um, right yeah. i think i did i kept one black and i think i did the other one orange oh, okay that's cool that's 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 it too that's on like that's this the, your fall colors your fall colors that's what i'm saying when you, it's halloween baby it's like you got that look already going you mm -hmm. got the black drop backdrop don't stick with the white it's kind of mm -hmm. boring it's kind of different. different you gotta do something different with these and that's what i like about these shoes is that this one for me is the one that makes me think about all right, what would I do with the laces? Mm -hmm. Like every time I see a new off-white, I go, he's making me think a little bit different about the shoe in a way that I never thought about. Whereas right. like, this one for me, the focal point is the laces on what you do with the shoe. Yeah, definitely see that with the prestos. The lacing for sure. It kinda kind of puts the the shoes apart for that. And I think it was because he um uh, like the Air Presto is all like a one shoe, like a sock booty. Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, how much? How can I really redesign this as much? And I think the cage and then the inside out design of it is amazing. Yeah. Um, sure. The next shoe is a basketball sneaker. It's one of the newest basketball sneakers. <laughs> it was one of the most popular sneakers when, I don't know, when I was younger and I remember everybody was wearing them. It's the Nike Off-White Flyknit React Hyper Dunk, the 10. But what's great about this shoe 
is that it is now a design change. We're going from the deconstruction part to the ghosting, mm -hmm. which is making the shoe transparent. I just learned that word, transparent. <laughs> I use that word a lot. <laughs> Have you ever played in hyperdunks? I not not this kind specifically. Yeah. Um, we did have a team shoe that was a hybrid dunk. I decided to pass on them and go with something a little bit more exotic. I think okay. I was wearing like some KDs or Kyries or something. Um, but we did have the option for some some hybrid dunks. Um, they were cool to me. Uh, when I saw these off white ones, I wasn't a big fan of them. I do remember my teammate uh, Jonah Matthews. Shout out to him at USC, uh, went wearing them, and uh, he was balling in them, and he, he said they were comfortable, and they, they looked pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. So I'm a fan of them. If I had the opportunity to cop and hoop in them now, I, I would say I would. I would, too. Um, I remember I only – I think I've seen Draymond Green play in them. Mm -hmm. I think he did it, I think, for an All-Star game. I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100%, but I do remember seeing him playing. I do remember him talking about them mm -hmm. and saying, they are not the most comfortable shoe to play in. <laughs> um, but what I think is dope about the Hyper Dunk is it's the first one. Uh, obviously, that changes the way that it looks completely. It is mm -hmm. see-through. It's like a, it's like you know, it's like Casper the Friendly Ghost basketball sneaker. Um, it's fly knit. It's plastic. Yeah, fly wire. It's got a strap. It can talk, it can sing, it can dance, it can do it all. Um, the swoosh is broken up into three parts. Um, you have to get like get really close to see it. Um, this is how you know I've done a lot of window shopping. Uh, <laughs> the swoosh is broken up into three parts where I think the back end of the swoosh is the full black. Mm -hmm. In the middle, which is on the fly knit, is right. kind of perforated. And, and then in the the, the big check part at the front is covered by the perforated strap. Yeah. I guess strap on, strap off, whatever you do. But I mean, this is, I think this is just a, it's a really beautiful sneaker. Um, and it's amazing again that Nike lets him cover up the, the, the swoosh, you know, because right. that's how you make the money. And also, it does not say air, it says foam, foam. <laughs> because this is a foam posit. You know, so this is a uh, pretty cool. And at the bottom of the shoe, um, which I think is also amazing, and I think it's the best part of the shoe. And this is the one time you're gonna hear me say this. And all due respect to Virgil, he knows all. He knew a lot more about designing than I'll ever know. On the bottom of the shoe is an orange swoosh, and I really would have loved to see that on the side of the shoe. On the side, the orange swoosh instead of the black. The orange swoosh on the side instead of the black. But that could just be. I just like orange but again <laughs> he's the guy who brought this shoe to our to me and to everyone else so who the hell am i to say anything really i'm just saying you know if i could change anything but of course i would still get the shoe it's a lovely shoe it's it's the first one of the ghosting collection yeah that's a fire shoe for sure yeah um we're gonna move right along to the nike air vapor max off-white the black version how do you feel about Vapor Maxes? These shoes were, I think this is the shoe when I first got to New York, I saw everybody in the hood with these. <laughs> yeah, so Vapor Maxes are dope uh, until 
you know, they get their wear and tear out of them. And then every step you take, the shoe starts squeaking. Ah, so my mom, my mom owns a lot of pair of these. My little sister got a pair of these. I have maybe one or two pairs of these, not yes. the off white, just general vapor max shoes. And, yes. and they're really cool and they're dope. They're comfortable and very lightweight. And, you know, once you wear them a couple of times, uh, you know, mm -hmm. they get to squeaking and it's like, it's just every step you take is rent, rent, rent. And we're <laughs> like, Oh, we know who's coming through the door. <laughs> But uh, the design on the off-white shoe was dope. Um, like I said, the the stitching is so, like, fire. It's, like, exaggerated stitching. Like, it's not just one layer of stitching. It's, like, overlapped, like, two or three times on the, on the shoe, especially with the Nike check. And then you have the, you know, the air and quotes on the side and then the exaggerated tongue as well. So I, I like it. I like it, too. I agree with you. I think um, what's cool, this is the first one, actually, where the – the tag is actually the right. I don't want to say the right way. Right, upright. It's, it's upright. Yeah. And I thought that was the thing. Again, he's getting me to notice things where I'm like, oh, it's done this way this time. Yeah. Um, I think for me, my favorite part of the shoe is the part that I think most people hate, which is I actually like the bottom, the sole of the shoe. Yeah. The way it looks when you turn it up and look at it. But from everyone that I know that wears the shoe and that has the shoe, they say they hate it. <laughs> um, it's a guaranteed you're gonna slip at a certain point or you know you're gonna hit you're gonna be stuck on the gas pedal with these things yeah um but i think i think it's a beautiful shoe um i'm not an air vapor max guy personally but i do think the black the all black of it mm -hmm. i mean it's beautiful it looks like a tank or a humvee or something yeah not like a second that the stitching on this really comes out so i i, I agree with you this is a dope shoe mm -hmm. um we're gonna go on again, and we're gonna go to the ghost. This is this one. This one really gives me ghost vibes. It's the Nike <laughs> Off White Air Max ninety seven. Uh this is this is. I think for sure, when I look at this sneaker, I think I could cry. <laughs> so heavily, cry. huh? It is like if I die and I get to heaven, I think everyone will be wearing Off White Air Max ninety sevens. Right, so angelical. Yeah, everyone will have it. They're like, "Here's your friend. like, well, you don't even know my size. And like, don't worry, we all we all have size up here. <laughs> One size fit all. <laughs> I think yeah. this is for sure. What do you think about this shoe? Yeah, I think it's dope. It's a it's a clean, nothing too crazy about it. Like that's what kind of you know sets it apart from the other ones. It's just a clean, slick shoe. Like. Not nothing, anything crazy going on. You have the air again as well, black swoosh. Um, anytime you have the air bubble throughout a shoe, it's supposed to be comfortable. So it looks like the Air Max 97s, like they all do have the Air Max throughout the whole uh, mm -hmm. sole of the shoe up until the toes. Um, and then you got the tab on the right side of the tongue slightly. Um, so I think it's a dope shoe. Yeah, I think it's a great shoe. I think and I'm generally, again, not a fan of the Nike Air Max uh, collection at all. For me, they're just real uncomfortable. Mm. But this shoe was one of those shoes. And the 97 was a, a classic sneaker with the bullet train and everything. But, like, this one, I think, is the best version of that sneaker on the bottom. There's also the orange check, um, but with the white little bubble. Mm -hmm. um, I think... For me, this is like a reserve sneaker, and it's beautiful that he like he can be this reserved with a sneaker and still get me to go. 
God damn it, Virgil. Did it again. Yeah. What can you not do? What can you not, what can you not make me like? You know? Right. Yeah, so I think for me, out of everything, um, out of the whole entire sneaker collection line, I look at this shoe and I go, this is a shoe I, I could go to my mom, my grandfather, anyone, and they'd be like, I like that shoe. Yeah, for sure. It's the most elegant of the shoes. Um, we're going to move right along because we don't have much time left. We're going to go to the Nike Off-White Zoom Fly. Um, how do you feel about these shoes? These are more running shoes. Yeah. Basketball sneakers. Right. But we're going to talk about it. Um, how do you feel about the Nike Off-White Zoom Fly? I mean, they got a bunch of them beyond the Off-White Zoom Fly. You got the pink version, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. So I actually have the pink version, and I, I love it. It's dope. Like, the design on them um, is dope. It's very kind of simple, but it's still, like, kind of eye-popping. The pink ones, uh, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but for them to be translucent, uh along the side and the toe box up up front is is dope so you can see you know what type of socks i'm wearing and stuff like that but to be able to see through it uh the translucent of the whole shoe is is dope i like them i was wondering for you like is it um how do they feel are they comfortable yeah they're pretty comfortable i mean the sole is a little it's a it's different it's not like your typical kind of you know trainer or runner sole yeah, it's a little bit more cushiony, and I mean, I I wouldn't work out in them. I whenever I wear them, I kind of just use them as like a walk around shoe. If I'm yeah. going through the mall, walking through the mall or something, uh, that's the the time that I would wear those. I wouldn't train in them, wouldn't run in them, but to kind of rock for the day around, you know, wherever you're going, I, I'd say it's fine. And I think because this is the first the the ten collection, the first shoe was the white one. Mm-hmm. I think the black and the pink are the superior versions to yeah. the white one. And I think, I mean, that's why he probably redid it later on where he was like, ah, this one's just kind of. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like that all white color was, should have been only kept for the, the 97 off whites. Yeah. Uh, having the different colorway does make the shoe pop a little bit more. You got the kind of two different color pinks on the pink ones. Yeah. And then with the black, you know, you can switch the laces and, and change it and make it a little bit better. And I think on the pink, the stitching just you can really see the stitching versus right. everything just kind of melts into each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is probably for me the least of my favorite of the 10. Mm-hmm. But again, like to even come up with that idea is still uh, amazing. You yeah. Know? So, yeah. Um, and then this is the last sneaker. Um, this is an amazing shoe. It's the Nike Off-White Air Force One. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a classic by itself. Um, but what do you think about this version of it? So I wasn't, I'm not a big fan of the translucent, like the white ones. The, like, again, you said the ghost of the off-whites. Not a yeah. big fan of this one. I do like the kind of like creamish color around like the, where you lace up the shoes. Uh, yes. That kind of part of the shoe does kind of set it apart. Uh, yeah. But I'm more of a fan of of the different color ones, the black ones, the MCA, which is the blue ones. Uh, more recently, the yellow ones are pretty dope. The Volt, um, yeah. Oh no, no, not the Volt. The the oh. like the yellow, yellow ones. Oh, University yellow, yellow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are the more recent ones. Uh, the Volt ones were okay. Not a not as big as fan of those, but again, I would take those over the the Ghost ones. Yeah, I I like this one. I mean, I like the MoMA version, which is the black ones, and it got the mm-hmm. silver 
have. But I mean, for me, I I do enjoy the translucent of it. Uh, it also, I think it's like felt or suede um, on the back heel tab. Um, I still love that I can see the off-white, the Beaverton on the other side of the shoe, but it's also kind of poking through the swoosh right. on the opposite side. Um, again, this is another shoe where I think maybe towards the end of the collection, he was like, I'm not exactly sure. Not exactly that he wasn't sure, but he might have been like a little bit busier in his life. Right, right. He was like, oh, just, just ghost it. Yeah, that'll know. work. Let's get it out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, I just had a baby. Shit, I ain't slept in all how long. <laughs> right. And I agree with you. I think this is, 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 is the whole entire collection is beautiful, but the Vapor Max and no, not the Vapor Max, the uh, Zoom Fly, and this one is where it starts to wane a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when he gets back and he redoes, because I think the Nike Air Force One is the one he has redone the most. Mm -hmm. It gets a lot better. He's yeah. done like four or five versions of this shoe. And it really does start to, you can tell he's still thinking about like, God damn it. How do I, right. how do I do this? How do I make this better? And for me, this is probably my second least favorite out of the whole entire collection. But I mean, listen, if anyone wants to gift me a pair of off-white anything, you know, <laughs> even if it's an off-white paint swatch, I'll take it. You know? Right. <laughs> I mean, that was... That's as far as we're probably going to go in terms of like talking about the off-white uh, sneakers right now because that's the first 10. And we feel like, you know, because you could do, you could probably do a whole podcast just of talking about the off-white line. Right. Um, but I think the most important thing that I want to say before we end is about Virgil was he has this quote. Um, you should look it up on his Instagram, but he talks about, you know, designing and seeing things a different way, which is, you know, just see the element around the thing, you know, and that I can see in his sneakers and I can see that in his life. And that is something that I think I'll take forward with me for forever is like, you know, if you're in a certain circumstance, you know, realize that you can change the elements around it and you can design it and make it look different so that people can see it different. And so I'm very thankful for, uh, hearing that from Virgil, I mean, you know, do you have anything that you've taken from Virgil that you really think is, you know? Right. No, I mean, the one thing I saw, uh, you know, looking up on him and finding out more about him, uh, like you said, this quote, I mean, this kind of part from his uh, offwhite.com, uh, I'll read it really quickly. It says, through it all, his work ethic, infinite curiosity and optimism never wavered. Virgil was driven by his dedication to his craft and to his mission to open doors for others and create pathways for greater equality in art and design. He often said, quote, everything I do is for the 17-year-old version of myself, end quote, believing deeply in the power of art and inspire future generations. And I just think that right there, it offers, you know, the opportunity for the young generation and, and different artists to, you know, uh, work on their craft and, and come up with different ideas and become a, you know, an artist and a mogul like he did with Off-White and, um, you know, with his partnerships with Louis Vuitton and everybody to just, you know, be the best you you can and and try and put different things into different perspectives and, and make it your own. I agree with you a thousand percent. I remember one time someone said that to me that whatever you do with your life, somebody inspired you to do it. Mm -hmm. And so your job is to inspire the next generation to do it. 
And so, you know, if you guys are out there listening, I want you to tell us in the comments or message us. Let us know what inspires you about Virgil, what inspires you in general, mm-hmm. and how it relates to you and comes out through sneakers. Um, and that's been the off-white episode. Uh, rest in power, Virgil. For uh, sure. Jordan, where can the people reach you at? Again, You can find me on all social media platforms at It's McLaughlin 11. Mm-hmm. And your merchandise as well. Yep, you can get my merch at jmacmerch.club. And you can find me at Alex Payne Comedy. My voice is already breaking. I'm crying. <laughs> I, can't, I can't afford any of these shoes. <laughs> God damn it, Virgil. Why couldn't you find a cheaper price, Virgil? <laughs> you can find me at Alex Payne Comedy. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And, you know, tell us your stories about Virgil. This guy's going to live on forever mm-hmm. through all of us. For sure. Peace. Later.